Welcome to the Worldview at the Abbey podcast. Uh, I'm August Tuckabee, and my co-host today is Mr. Todd Kent. Welcome, Todd. Good to be here. Yeah, and Todd is visiting Worldview at the Abbey this week, uh, teaching political science, and uh, generally, well, he's also leading our devos this week, and uh, sharing his other various and sultry wisdom with us. So we just re- were able to record uh, one of his lectures um, on Tuesday night that he shared with the community, and we put that on our YouTube page, so you can check that out if you want to put a face with the name. Um, but today we wanted to talk about what is kind of in the media that seems to have been coming up a lot over the last couple of weeks for multiple reasons, and that's kind of the Syrian refugee crisis. And so, Todd, you gave the students this week uh, an assignment. What was that assignment and uh, regarding that? Is that correct? Yes. What I asked the students to do was to to create a, a biblical statement regarding the, re, the the Syrian refugees, and really the purpose of that assignment was to help them to think deeper than just a, an emotional, heartfelt response, which you always want, but you also want them to think through the, the various aspects of the issue because it's, uh, it's a very broad issue and has a lot of layers to it, and I think what we sometimes we fall into the trap of wanting an easy answer, but the problem is some 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 issues. Or the, the, the answer is very complex, just like the issues are, and I think this is certainly one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, these students, um, I think you mentioned that they tended towards the uh, loving your neighbor aspect and kind of found those types of scriptures. And I think that, uh, in my experience, a lot of Christians just don't know what to think about this because we know we are supposed to love the sojourner, we're supposed to care for those in need around us, but at the same time, we're not comfortable with well, not comfortable is a, is a bad word. We're afraid that we would be letting terrorists into our country. And so we're not sure. I think a lot of evangelicals aren't sure what the line is between the two. And so we tend to fall off the wagon one way or the other. We say, all right, either there's no, we're not helping them at all, they're all a bunch of terrorists, or it's the opposite. And so I guess what did you see from what they, uh, what they gave you, and what do you think are... You know, what, what, how does jurisdiction, you mentioned that earlier in the conversation, right. how does that play? I think what we have to do is, is looking at a Christian worldview on government and the way government operates and we as Christians operate, is we need to consider, you know, what does the Bible say? And I, I think as we look at the, the purpose of civil government, we know that one purpose that civil government clearly has from Scripture is to a protection function. It says in Romans 13 that uh, the, the government has a duty to punish the evildoer. So, you know, if we think about that, uh, there, are, there are hundreds of thousands of people trying to immigrate to the U.S. legally right now who are waiting for the opportunity to come. Either they have families here, or they're from the, the South or uh, uh, Central America, South America, other places in the world would like to come here. So if we're going to all of a sudden just, just open the door and let Syrians in there, we, there needs to be a reason. And there's also government needs to exercise its function to be to exercise that protection function to make sure that who we bring in uh, can come and assimilate. We're a nation of immigrants, and so we should never uh, want to close our doors to the rest of the world. We're all here because we, uh, somebody immigrated at one time or another. So, um, you know, it's not that we, we want to exclude the Syrians, but we need to, the government needs to exercise its role. Now, on the other side, as a church, um, we need to be, take seriously who, who, are, who is our neighbor, when, uh, whether the, the refugee is, is from Central, South America, uh, Asia, 
the Middle East or whatever, when neighbors are plopped in our laps, we need to consider take seriously what the Bible says. So I think it's a it's a multifaceted answer to a, a very complex question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So now this can kind of I, I don't know if this is personal for you or not, but you spent a fair amount of time over in the Middle East, right? And so does it does it ring tr- a little more true for you? I mean, have you seen some of these uh, political issues played out? Definitely. We spent um, the last nine years working at Texas A&M University in Qatar. Um, and, and, and Qatar is a nation that's mostly uh, people have come there to work. So there's the, most of the nation is made up of what we call expats. Um, and, and some of our closest uh, friends were Syrians, Syrians who had, whose families had fled the, the kind of the, the tyrannical government that has been in place there for years in the Assad family and come to, to Qatar. So uh, we knew them. some of them were Syrian Christians and, um, you know, they, they knew in their heart they would never be able to go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would not, not only would it not be safe, but they're not accepted there anymore. So just the things that are happening. So we do have a, a, a huge heart for not, not only the, um, the Syrians, but all the, the Christians who are being pushed out of the Middle East right now. It, it's, uh, I worry that we as a church are not speaking up enough about that. And so that, that kind of leads to my next question. Um, uh, as I've thought through this, I'm not sure that there's a right answer in terms of this is how people should respond. This is how the church should respond. Um, I think you do have to take into consideration, obviously, jurisdiction, but also the responsibility to care for those around us. And so what I've kind of come to a conclusion on is using private charity. And, and the government can kind of decide to do what it wants to, but using private charities like uh, Compassion International, like um, Samaritan's Purse, and people who are moved and convicted to help these people can help it through those channels. So, well, I mean, you gonna fight with me on that? Or no, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I, I think that I, I really think when we stand before the Lord, I, we're going to answer for how we, what we did with the, the, those that that uh, were that were needy, and and I and so I, I, I totally agree. I, so I, what you've identified there is is really a kind of a short-term, uh, uh, far-away solution, but we, we haven't dealt with the long-term solu- uh, solution if, when, if there's refugees here. So I totally uh, love the idea of the, the Christian uh, non-governmental organization who's working out in these areas, who they're on the front lines. We have, fr- we have, we have friends who actually have, have ministries, and their latest need is they need 20,000 blankets to take into Jordan as winter approaches because the refugees that are there are freezing. You know what I mean? That's an initial need. So that's one issue. I think we all need to be think, what can we do? The other thing is when there are refugees that come here, and there will be, and I, and I still, it's, it's, it's even broader than Syria, what is our duty as, 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 uh, as individuals in the church? And I think that's the... That's where we need to really take serious. It's really a lot easier to do the first. Mm-hmm. To give money, to give a blanket to somebody in Syria is easy. Mm-hmm. But to, to, be, to take care of the refugee down the street who, who, who is here is really hard. Yeah. But we're called to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we have to work in, in, in multiple areas. And the problem with it is the solutions are really difficult. So something that I found really interesting in a lot of the, the vernacular and that's been going on kind of around this debate is people, you mentioned the word assimilate earlier, you know, can they assimilate to our culture? I guess, what, what did you mean by that? Because I feel like there, there's nothing, 
you mentioned we're a nation of immigrants, right? And so that essentially means there are cultures within our culture. By definition, we are multicultural. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like? Uh, should we be afraid of people coming and bringing their values to the United States? Or what, I guess, what does that, what does that look like in your mind? Well, I, I think historically, you know, the Irish came, they brought their values. The Swedes came and they brought their values. The Germans, uh, that, that was the kind of, the, and then we've had a, that was an early uh, wave, and then we had we've had waves of Asians who have come and brought their values. We've had most recently, most of our immigrants have been from the South, Central and South America have come. Yeah, and, and usually what happens is the first generation, um, it's hard for them to change. Mm -hmm. Their children adopt the language quickly and go to the schools, and there's a lot different. So um, we we've seen. So we find assimilation usually in the second generation, um, and, but the first generation tends to stay by themselves a little bit, you know, because they, the language is a problem or others. Um, it is interesting, we're here talking about Syrians. Uh, I think the Pew Foundation has done some research on um, uh, Muslims in America and, and how over time, and the longer that they, they're here, the more they begin to take uh, views that, that really reflect you know, uh, views of normal, uh, what we consider American citizens, you know. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean they all have the same view, but they take on, you, you know, you could actually put them in a Republican or a Democrat camp if you talk politics. So yeah. it takes time. Um, so this, this is not the first time that the U.S. has dealt with immigrants, and I certainly don't think it's the most complex situation we've ever faced. Yeah, and it just seems to me... Uh, tell me, you know, tell me what you think about this. But it just seems to me that we shouldn't necessarily be afraid of new cultures bringing in new and different traditions. I mean, we have to be conscious of it in terms of if that's going to lead to terrorism in our country. Absolutely. But I think as an overall value, um, and especially as people who are seeking truth, if people come here thinking differently than us, that makes us know what we believe more than we did before because it means we have to question what we believe about ourselves, why we do things the way we do. And if we see someone doing something different, we have to say, okay, is this, is this okay? You know, why do I not do it this way? Why do I do it my way? And there's a, there's a healthy growth that comes out of that. Well, I, I think we, we like to talk about free speech and freedom to, to live your life as you want. But the, and sometimes when it, it comes into conflict with the way we live our lives, we don't like it. But uh, the essence of freedom is that some people may be irresponsible in what they do. <clears throat> so we as a nation have to make sure that we grow up and, and it's okay if you want to be different than me and you want to uh, do things different than me as long as you're willing to do that within the, the, the framework of our system of laws and that we have here. So, you know, I don't have to go to the same church you go to. I don't have to, if I want to... Uh, support a different political candidate, I can, you know, that's okay. We have to be big enough to do that. The, what we see going on on our college campuses today is people saying, what you're, you, the words you're using are offending me or they're hurting me, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so we, we have to grow, uh, you know, we, I think we were uh, more adult-like a long time ago. We have to grow up again and say, it's okay if you say something I disagree with. Right. You know, it's, it's okay. We're, that's, that's the nation we are. That's what made the, uh, the United States such a great place is that we, we recognize those rights. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's all we'll, we'll talk about today. So thank you so much, Todd. It's great to be here. Yeah, and uh, tune in next time.